and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Well, it's Wednesday. That means at some point in the show today, we're going to talk a little bit of wellness. And that means Jane Ann Benira is going to be with us uh, with a very heart-wrenching story of something that she did that I think helped uh, exercise emotional health. Uh, We'll talk with her a little bit later. Plus, uh, we will also speak with Julio Rosas from townhall.com on the new developments at Twitter. Stay here. Kevin McCullough. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. So glad to have you with us, friends. And uh, it is an interesting time of year. I have told you that there are really two Congresses that we're going to have to wrestle with post-election, uh, right? So you've got, the, you've got the lame duck session, which is in session now, and they're going to they're try to create as much uh, uh, mischief as possible before they have to hand the gavel over to uh, Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans in January and the new Congress gets seated. Uh, and they're already up to the chicanery because this week uh, votes are coming down on bills that they know they would never get through uh, next year, and they're they're pushing them hard and pushing them fast. Here to discuss some of these developments, uh, Vice President for Communications at the Heritage Foundation is Rob Bluey. He's also the executive editor. That means he's the big boss over at the Daily Signal. Uh, Rob, a longtime ally of mine in the uh, conservative movement. I always appreciate his perspective. Rob, welcome back. It's good to have you. This, this vote that went down um, in the Senate, and they got 12 Republicans to sign on to the kind of pro-same-sex marriage legislation. This is headed to the current Congress next week uh, and, and, and will be easily probably passed. That means the president's going to sign it. What's the outcome of this legislation? What will this legislation change nationwide uh, for states across the board? Well, certainly. Thank you, Kevin. It's good to be back with you today. The bottom line is that the legislation repeals the Defense of Marriage Act. That's a bill that was passed during the Clinton administration and supported by many Democrats, uh, including our current president and, uh, and, and former Democratic president, Bill Clinton. And so it just goes to show how much has changed in our culture uh, just since that uh, short time ago. And there is a concern on the part of Democrats, although I think that they have another agenda at play, that the Supreme Court, as it did with Roe v. Wade, could one day overturn the Obergefell decision, which legalized same-sex marriage nationwide. And so what they're attempting to do here is have Congress, on the record, uh, pass, a, pass a bill, which is uh, deceptively named the Respect for Marriage Act, that would codify this in law. And there is, uh, as you said, 12 Republicans, three of whom are retiring and won't even have a seat in three days, who were enough to give this uh, the 62 votes uh, that it needed initially to pass the 
the test. And the Senate, as we know, it requires a higher threshold of 60. The House, as you indicated, is just a simple majority. So we expect it to pass the House and make its way to uh, President Biden's desk and sign into law, unfortunately. So in reality, it doesn't affect anything immediately, but it does do what what Biden talked about with Roe, and that is it codifies Oberfell, and then there would be no recourse for individual states to be self-determining on the issue beyond that point. That's right. And so there there is nothing that if you are a same-sex couple today and you're, you're worried about you know, losing some some rights. It, it doesn't do anything to change that because the Supreme Court has already made that decision. But what they're trying to do here and why we think that they have other aims beyond what they say publicly is that this is really an attempt to target those people of faith who and, and the religious organizations and others who believe in traditional marriage between one man and one woman. And And the reason that they will now be in the crosshairs of not only Individuals on the left who might bring lawsuits or even the the IRS, which could revoke their tax-exempt status for for many of these nonprofits, is that the bill does not provide sufficient protections to shield them from these uh, potentially abusive lawsuits, which could cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars, particularly if you are a religious-affiliated school or a charity uh, or or you you handle adoptions and you maybe only – uh, provide um, support for you know parents who are a mom and a dad. You know there are any number of scenarios that could potentially play out, and we have already seen Kevin. I should mention play out whether it be Jack Phillips, the cake baker in Colorado, right, right. Sutzman, the florist. I mean, these individuals have not wanted to participate in same-sex marriages, and they have been forced by the state in some cases to. Uh, force them to do that. And their cases have gone to the Supreme Court. So we worry that you will see more and more of that in the days to come as a result of this action. So let me play chess instead of checkers here for a second. This gets passed. Uh, The new Congress comes to town in uh, January. Uh, They're not going to be able to repeal this because you're not going to have a Senate that's going to go along with it. That means you're putting it off until at least 2024 uh, before you could potentially have uh, legislative action that would do anything to negate this. Is there discussion about challenging the constitutionality of this um, legally? Are, are there people, are there organizations that are interested in litigating the constitutionality of this uh, measure uh, currently, uh, even while it's kind of like a lame duck, uh, lame duck law? It's kind of not really in effect. It's kind of sitting off to the side waiting for Oberfell to be overturned. But can can something be done to neutralize it ahead of time? Yes, and and, and in fact, there you, you've seen some success on a, on a separate issue. This, the President uh, Biden's student loan forgiveness. Uh, remember, that was one that he implemented through executive order. There were right. uh, a number of individuals and in state attorneys general that, that immediately took action in the courts, and, and there was a judge who who put it on hold. So, I mean, there are opportunities to do exactly what you're doing. I think that the important thing is to find the right plaintiffs, find the right. Uh, individuals who would have standing in a, in a court of law and be able to to do exactly what you're talking about it and there are efforts already underway to, to do that because the, the path here is inevitable the president has said he's going to sign it and and democrats still have control of the house until january 3rd so you know they will do this in the lame duck session of congress so that is that is one course of action i think that the other uh, thing that we just need to be aware of particularly as we look to the future but senator mike lee uh, put forward an amendment which is called the first amendment defense Act, which received the support of every Republican but one in Joe Manchin. So there now this is a bill that he has been fighting for for over a uh, half dozen years and just could not get any traction. The fact that we were able to mobilize so many conservatives and get them to rally around this 
is an indication that this is now going to be the new litmus test, I think, for every 2024 presidential candidate and anybody who's running for Congress. They're going to be asked about this. And maybe there will be an effort in, the, in a future Congress uh, to take action uh, in, in the reverse and, and it restore some of that religious liberty protection that we really need. What does Mike's uh, bill uh, specifically do? Yeah, so, so the First Amendment Defense Act is, is something that was previously introduced, but it was done so to protect the religious liberty rights of, of individuals. So as we all know, the First Amendment of the, the Bill of Rights uh, gives Americans the, the freedom of religion. And that's essentially what we're, we're asking for in, in, in this particular situation. So uh, not to get too into the weeds, but there's some, some, some legal language that was included in the, the bill that passed yesterday by the Senate uh, that does not provide sufficient protection. So Mike Lee would strengthen that language, and and that's why I think he was able to win the support of so many Republicans, and, and including one Democrat. Now there were two other amendments. Senator James Langford and Senator Marco Rubio also offered amendments that tried to strengthen the religious liberty protections, and they also fell short. Uh, they needed the 60 votes, and of course it's a high hurdle to get even one or two Democrats to go along with you, let alone 10. So, right. uh, you know, that, those are some of the so those are some of the issues that popped up. But I think, Kevin, the and a credit to your listeners and all the other conservatives and Christians out there who made the phone calls to Congress and made sure that the lawmakers heard that this was an important issue. And I don't think they're going to forget this, because if our fear plays out and there are individuals who believe in traditional marriage who now face lawsuits or other punishment as a result of this bill passing. And we know the left holds a grudge and they will bring these against us. Uh, this is something that I think is going to have to be on the action item for the next Congress. Yeah, well, and it's if for no other reason than just what you just described, I'm thankful that uh, President Trump was able to get 300 courts, uh, court positions filled during his time in the four years he was in office, including those important uh, Supreme Court seats. Rob Louie, uh, Vice President of Communications at the Heritage Foundation and Editor-in-Chief of The Daily Signal, thank you for being with us. We appreciate you being here. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough, when we come back, uh, what exactly is going on in the social media space? Julio Rosas from townhall.com joins me. 